Welcome to Try Not The Pod. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. And today we're going to be talking about dining in the dark. So this is a bit of a weird experience, I reckon. So we're basically... I think it, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. So we will be eating in a pitch black restaurant. Yeah. Served by visually impaired waiters. Yeah. Other chefs visually impaired. <laughs> I'm kind of counting on the fact that they're not, but we won't know what we're eating. No. So this is a massive part of it. And essentially, um, it's a quite an, it's a bit of an exercise in trust, I think. <laughs> trust between the two of us. No, I trust <laughs> you <laughs> implicitly. Trust between the, the, the blind waiters, um, or the visually impaired waiters, the people that are actually putting the food on the plates, because we have no idea what they're going to be serving up. Yeah, true. Um, and... Yeah, it's going to be... And we have to share tables with other diners. So it's not... So you, you would trust that they keep their hands to themselves, what? perhaps? And that they don't eat the food on my plate, which I can't see. Which yeah. is another thing that kind of bothers me about the experience. So, Or they do a subtle swap between their plate yeah, and yours. imagine it. That would be funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's find out more then about uh, where we're going. Yeah. So we're actually going to... We're going to go to um, the restaurant in London. So it's called... You can say it. Dans le Noir. Thank you. I won't absolutely murder the French. Um, <laughs> and it's not it's not unique. They have lots of restaurants all over the place. There's a list of uh, on their website, but I think they've got um, in France, in Spain, um, New Zealand, Russia, and Australia. And there's a lot of other similar concepts out there. Um, so yeah, didn't you see one in Singapore? Maybe yeah, Knox. I think it was called. And then um, I was looking online the other day, and I found like there's actually a Another French named place in Toronto called Au Noir. There we are. So there's a lot of there's a lot of this out there, and it all actually interestingly seems to be based on the same concept, which is you they've uh, employed visually impaired or visually impaired or blind waiters. So that's the kind of consistent theme throughout everything, um, which makes sense because I guess like able sighted people would just walk into the walls. <laughs> So you start off in a lit room. I was going to say. So how how does it actually happen? How do you so, what what is so we will arrive then? Yeah, in a in a in a kind of holding pattern area. So <laughs> you like arrive and probably you decide what menu you want. Okay, so, what are the choices? So I believe there's three choices. Actually, there's four choices. So in London, you can have you can opt for a fish menu, uh, a meat menu, or a vegetarian menu. Yeah. Okay. Um, or you can go for the mystery. All right, and uh, what does a mystery entail? I, I think, think I can it's... guess what the meat, fish, or veg means. I've got a feeling that mystery is either meat, fish, or veg. So you don't know what is on Ow. your plate at no. all. And and so what what are you thinking? What would you go for? Uh, naturally, I would be leaning towards the vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian. I just feel like I that's, that's the safest option, safe, isn't it? Is um, that maybe a cop out? Yeah, total cop out. Okay, total cop out. Okay. You can't go wrong with you know a bit of cucumber. I mean. <laughs> It's I mean, be I don't love cucumbers, so perhaps you yeah. can. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we're putting aside the veg option. That leaves us with mystery fish or meat. Well, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not massively pro fish, if I'm honest. So <laughs> that leaves me with meat because mystery could be fish. Um, it could. So it could. I, I what, think what's I'm... what's the issue with fish? I know that you've got a fear of tinned tuna. Yeah, massive fear <laughs> of that. Get it anywhere near me, I'd project or vomit. <laughs> Um, in the dark, that might that might be possible. <clears throat> True. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
Is that the thought of it already? Yeah, that's, the, that's just a little rumbling of, of sick in my throat. Um, I'm not a massive fish fan, to be honest, at all. No, I, I actually, I will give you that because I'm not either. Okay. So we can agree then to, although probably more interesting to do the, the secret menu or whatever it was, the yeah, surprise, the surprise menu, menu. We, on okay, the basis menu. of, yeah, yeah not either of us. The fish. Yeah. So we, we select the menu and I think there is, there's lots of different options. You can have a kind of paired, a pairing menu of wine or two course, three course, whatever. Um, and then off you go, you're ready to, to sit down at your shared table and they will actually then bring in your uh, hosts or your waiters to guide you and you sort of form a chain gang. Oh, stop it. No, seriously, on their website, there's a picture of people like one hand on the shoulder in front and someone's on your shoulder. And then you just like look a bit like have you seen that film where they stitch all the people together? Oh no, the human capitula. Yeah, that was called centipede. Right? So, so, yeah, that's what I meant. The human centipede. So I've not seen it, and I'm getting yeah. scared, so my feet have to come up. Sorry. Okay. Right, please don't remind me of human centipede okay. as we go into this okay. pitch dark room. No, it's room. just that when you like form, there's only two real scenarios in life, maybe three, where you form that chain of people. One is when you're a kid and you're all like walking to like the swimming pool and you have to like you know hold hands or like form a chain. Did you not do that? No. Rope or okay. When you're at school, this is. Second is like if you're at like a wedding. And I think you're if you're being evacuated from a smoke-filled room. Have you done that in your life? Uh, no, I haven't. But I'd imagine that's what... And maybe actually that makes sense then for the blind thing. Um, well, we can't see. So the guy in the front, guy, woman, you know, let's, let's be neutral. They are able to... See? Or they no, are they visually can't see, pets, but they, so they know the know. layout of the space. Yeah. So they're the guide. So you're then, you know, you if you're next to them, great. You've got like someone reliable to hold on to. But... If you're at the back, you're like fourth in line or fifth in line, oh, God knows how many, of a, of, a, of a snake that's like going through a... Anyway. How many people are, are, are dining of an evening? Very difficult to say. Couldn't get that um, information. Okay. But I do know that, um, you know, from the shared table setup, you are sat with different people. It does... Something really interesting that I saw on their website is that they've recently, or I think as of last year, they've made a soundtrack to accompany the menus because that enhances your yeah, enhances the the food experience so basically they're taking away your sense of sight completely they're removing that part of your um that from your array of senses let's say they're heightening your um auditory senses by playing this music which is just supposedly um you know supposed to work with the food that's not totally new what's his face did that that uh, Heston Blumenthal, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that actually, yeah. And then you've got, um, then your taste is supposedly like heightened because you're you've removed the visual element to eating. Do you know what's really funny? What? I don't know how this is going to work. So I'm convinced that when I take off my glasses, yeah, I can't hear as well because I can't see as well. I can't hear as well. So like, if I don't have my glasses on and I'm trying to watch TV, I have to put it on louder to better understand the images that I can't see that clearly. Is that? Do you have issues with your hearing at all? It's not because you lip read instinctively, or you read sub. You don't have subtitles on or anything. No. So you are just, you know, mental. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you think then you're? Oh, Maybe I'll not be able to hear you properly as we eat. Well, apparently it's very loud in there. 
Oh, well, there you go. I won't so, be able to hear you. So I actually did a little bit of reviewing. Um, okay. Should we, should we talk? So wait, before we go on to the reviews. So yes. it's a sensory journey. A sen- I think it's a sensory journey, yeah. I mean, they say, sorry, I think. They say on their website that indeed is a sensory journey. You've got a little soundbite from their website. Do you want to? So yeah, so it's rediscovering our other senses is a way to get back to basics. And we should not eat just with our eyes. Taste, smell, and texture remain indispensable dimensions to consolidate our judgment and to reappropriate our Mm. choices. See, I have a massive issue with that because I like (laughs) to see what I eat. No, seriously, simply put. I mean, yeah, you feast with your eyes, don't you? That's what makes the food more appealing. Yeah, and putting a fork to my lips, not knowing what's on it, is is going to be a challenge. So you know it's going to be something meaty or vegetable-y. Yeah, but this is my this is why I'd go vegetarian, right? Vegetarian, I, I've got no issue with any of that. When we talk about meat, there are a lot of parts of an animal. Yeah, yeah, that's that scares me. But I would assume that they wouldn't go down the awful path because it's not really. To be honest with you, you know. Kidneys and liver at the moment, wow. it's a thing. It's all wow. getting a bit resurgent, But mind it? you, if I didn't know, would I just exactly enjoy the flavour? Right. I'm a texture person, if the texture's a bit odd. I remember going on holiday a long time ago with one of my best friends, and we were in one of these, we were in Brazil, and we were in this place that did, like, uh, meat on skewers. They just bring the skewer to the table and they slice it off and just yeah. eat it. And she, they brought over some, uh, like, little balls on a stick, and she was like, oh, what's that? And the guy was like, chicken heart. And I instantly was like, Whoa! and she was like, great, I'll have six. Wow. And I just like put them on, and she just ate them. She said they were delicious. And I was like, does it not bother you? She was like, But is no. that something she would eat at home before she got to Brazil? I don't think so, but I think it's She's just some open people to... are just like, well, I don't know what chicken heart tastes like. And I don't care that it's the heart of a chicken. It's just meat. Oh. Whereas I'm like, that chicken was like running around. Like, oh, no, I don't care about it. Loving, no. loving life. It's, it's heart. It, it's yeah, but you, ate, you eat its wing just as much as you eat its heart. Yeah, but I just I think it's because didn't it's keep it alive though. It's heart kept it alive, man. Yeah, but I like chicken liver, for example, I like chicken oh, liver pate. Oh. Do you not like pate? I love pate. Well, but... there you go. Yeah, but I consider pate to be completely different. <laughs> well, so do like, I. But not... actually, so yeah, I would never go and eat chicken liver. But that's the thing; you won't know you're eating chicken liver, so maybe you'll like it. Yeah, it's it's quite irony in taste, isn't it? It's a blood, isn't it? Well, well, okay. Anyway, so, so we've talked about senses a little bit, yeah, and that this is a way to to sort of heighten some of our other sent- senses. Yeah. On their website, they also say that it's not only a complete sensory journey, but is also a brand new way to socialise. So, with the sharing tables you mentioned, yep. our guests share a meal in pitch darkness and engage in conversations with people they haven't seen before while learning about blindness and disability. So it's a place that kills preconceptions and brings a lot of interesting questions to your mind in a fun and surprising environment. What are the surprises? Well, I think a lot of it, again, I was like reading a little bit around this, and one of the things that they claimed, or was written about them, they might not have claimed it, was that they are the most non-judgmental restaurant in London. And I think that's probably really true. Well, it, yeah, I would say so. Because if you're completely, you know, eyes closed to everything else, how how can you, apart from your preconceived ideas about the awful they're going to yeah. serve, yeah. you know, you, you can't actually form any judgments because you... Well, think about what we did last week. We went for dinner last week with a group of people. And we sat at a table. Oh, we did. I was, I was trying to think yeah, where you, we... Yeah, no, I, I remember that meal. Yeah, yeah. And we were... We sat there <laughs> and we we had quite the judgmental conversation about two of the diners in the restaurant and how they were interacting we with did. each other. Yes, you're right. And we knew that we were doing it and we discussed that and we were talking a bit about they were our preconceived notions and yeah. we, 
this restaurant basically removes your ability to judge people on anything other than their voice. Yes. I reckon I can still be pretty judgmental. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, so probably could I. But it is going to be really interesting, particularly because when you leave the restaurant at the end, you can go to the bar afterwards upstairs and then meet the people that you've been sitting with or as you exit the restaurant you're going to see these people that you've been dining with so might you be like oh you were that loud sod in that back corner yeah or maybe it's not a corner it's a circular restaurant who Who knows knows? but (laughs) so okay I think that bit is interesting like what I found absolutely hilarious excuse me a lot of photographs of people going to this restaurant they have absolutely like dressed up to the nines I appreciate people like to feel good I would go here in my like pajamas fuck yeah I mean, <laughs> all right what is the point of dressing up and well because you've still got to get to the restaurant but who cares just get an uber like man alive <laughs> anyway okay i was i really saw this as an opportunity to just be a complete slob but then i am mostly a complete slob anyway so i mean so really we've got a... we've got our booking in already and yeah. uh and i invite you to come dressed as you like thank you thank you very much um, good so what else uh, so in terms of you mentioned reviews earlier yes you were looking at, at how other people have perceived the experience what yeah. did you find so overall it's very good I mean on TripAdvisor okay. which is I mean you can use that as a yardstick these days <laughs> I don't know how trustworthy it is but yeah overall really good most people had a good experience it's got a solid 4 out of 5 um, and actually well how long ago were these reviews are they from years ago are they recent ones so recently it's got really really good reviews so what okay. i did because as you know TripAdvisor is like a black hole and you can end up just like winding yourself into a complete mess is i looked at friends going out for dinner um just like two friends going out for dinner and i looked at the similar time of year so i looked at november okay. just to yeah. take out any seasonality um and all of the reviews, all the all of the bad reviews. So they split them into excellent, very good, average, poor, and terrible. All of the poor and terrible reviews were dated from 2016 or before. Oh, okay. So whatever has happened, they've changed management or whatever, I think and so. they've now Things improved are better. So a lot of the recent reviews, particularly in this last kind of period, so I think it was October through November, um, of re- friends that are going to dine, together. friends that are dining together. Okay, um, it's been. Um, really really good really really positive lots of people saying that they've loved it it's been great I think it. there are a lot of people that have complained about various different elements there's quite a lot of complaints about the food quality um, uh-huh. but then I think you've almost got a question are you going for a fine dining experience or are you going for the experience of, of being in the dark and maybe there is maybe this is not the finest dining experience in London but overall you're, you're the experience, something... yeah, you're opening up your eyes to yeah. a whole new world. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and similarly, like, the service was rated very highest, probably highest of all, all uh, was the service. Is that because they can't see the waiters dropping their napkins? Probably, yeah. Or just, like, dropping the food on the floor. Like, yeah. I'm sure that's not happening. I'm sure it's going to be fine. <laughs> yes. And then the atmosphere, like, some people loved it, some people hated it. Some people said it was really, really loud. Maybe that's because they couldn't see. Maybe that, the heightened, you know, the heightened noise, sense. yeah, except um, for me, where that, some people have really hated the shared dining experience. They've been like, what, sharing a table? Have they yeah. never been to eat a Wagamama? And they didn't know they had to do it, and I think that's why. Like, they haven't... Right. Um, if you, I, To be fair, if we hadn't have discovered that... And we it might have surprised in, me, yeah. Yeah. Because I met when we originally talked about this, and I think you said about having a unique social experience, and I was like, I really was thinking, like, what the fuck are we going to do? Because we're going to be sat opposite each other going... 
well, this is weird. Like, yeah. we have to talk to each other, which we would do anyway. But it's... Well, that's it. Do you think you would have the normal sort of, you no. know, we meet up for, you know, every so often, have dinner together, normally have a catch up about work and life. Would that be, I mean, presumably that wouldn't even come into it because you'd be like, but oh my God, this is so odd. I can't... And I also wouldn't be able to read like your facial, facial cues. Like if sometimes you can tell, can't you, if someone's like bothered about something or has a lot going on because they look like they're bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Was that opposite someone you can't see? You're just relying solely on them going. Yeah, I'm having a. Sh- well, hopefully their or... voice is. Hopefully, yeah. You know the tonality of their voice indicates if they're happy or if they're sad. Or yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying yeah, to do that's it. Yeah, very much. Sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, what you what feel? Do, yeah, what do you feel about dining in the jar in general? I feel like, yeah, I, I feel the weirdest thing for me is just about not being able to see what I'm eating, which. I, I don't mind sharing my table with other people. I don't mind listening to them chat. I don't mind being in the dark. None of it bothers me. But not knowing what I'm putting in my mouth bothers me a little bit. And so you know, there's that, that there's that social experiment. I can't remember what it is. I think it's milk and orange juice, where they blindfold people and get them to try, like maybe three glasses of milk and the last one is orange juice Mm -hmm. but because they're expecting milk on that last one because they've already had three milks the fact that they then get something that isn't milk tastes like rancid soured milk i think even though it's just orange juice. right yeah 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 so i think that if you knew what you were going to eat so they said you're on a meat course your first your first dish is pate things we've spoken about it your starter is pate and then you're given something that to you doesn't feel or taste like pate that's worse i think than not being able to see but also not knowing at all yeah yeah that's true <laughs> i don't I'm, i think i'm not i don't know if i followed that thought all the way through i if you were given your menu and then just told yeah right you're gonna go eat that in the dark oh yeah that would be fine if i no, not... that would be worse no because then if it didn't the texture of whatever you're eating didn't taste or feel like you were expecting it to then you're like oh my god and it's dark and i can't totally disagree with you (laughs) because if someone said to me right you're first gonna have pate and then you're gonna have like a chicken escalope and then you're gonna have some cake i'd be like cool and i'd go in there and even if it felt texturally a bit off i'd be like well you know it's chicken escalope wouldn't bother me what would bother me is like putting something to my mouth and you could be like tortoise or you could be anything you could would tortoise be... count as the fishman no? i don't know <laughs> i don't know tortoise is not it's a mammal isn't it no I, I, <laughs> we'll come back to you on that but maybe it is i don't know it lays eggs it can't be a mammal what is it? Oh, is it amphibian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have an amphibian menu. So that was a bad example on my part. But let's just say it could be a sloth. Oh, exactly right. I mean, or just something really weird. Like I, 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 I some foods mostly actually all fish, but I'm not. I'm. I've not been fans of like jellyfish. Didn't like it. Shark didn't like it. Um. Yeah. So I mean. Okay. So thinking about the meat menu. What? Yeah. What would you not like? We've discussed tripe, offal. Yeah, it can't really be some yeah. internals. Internals would bother me. Maybe we could just say, like, you know, are you up on the internals? Like, oh, <laughs> is there any possibility that I'm going to get, like, a kidney or something? Um, and if they say no to that, then, then I'm, I'm fine with it. I really am. I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of, like, venison. I find it quite gamey. 
Oh, it is. I quite like that, though. I wouldn't want to eat a horse. Again, it's it's actually it's it's it's, it's more about the fact that you know it's a horse. It's, it's a actually horse, a yeah. lovely, a lovely, really meat. lovely creature, though. Also. It is also a lovely Beautiful creature. Creatures. It is. Yeah. Don't want to be eating them. Okay. You know what about something like frog? I don't know if that Love counts frog. again. Now, I mean, I think that's amphibian, isn't it? <laughs> but they are quite meaty. They're so. not, but they're, they're fishy chicken. Fishy, yeah, fishy chicken. Gosh. Mm. Mm. Okay. What? What? So, what? What about you though? What's, what's your? <laughs> I know where you where you're angling with yeah, this I'm one. Yeah, angling. So, um, so my my weirdness is the eating of the food. Um, mine is probably being in the dark mm. because I'm afraid of the dark. Mm. Um. So what terrifies me is that I don't know what's in that room. Yeah. So obviously there's going to be tables, chairs, there'll be other people. Yeah. But what might be sitting under my chair? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so I'm terrified of the ankle grabber and uh, and he, she, it may make a bit of an appearance at our meal. Mm-hmm. How are we going to kind of deal with that? So one thing, and, and I tend to do this in cinemas when I'm watching a scary film is uh, just sit cross-legged on the chair. All right. Because that's okay. Just tuck those feet up and just, life yeah. is good. Yeah, okay. life is good if they're an ankle grabber has no ankles to grab. Right. Cool. <laughs> so I think, yeah, being led into the room as a human centipede... I'm not saying they, they're not, there's no not... stitching or, you know, there's no... I mean, if you're not familiar with that film, like, don't Google it at work. That's what I will say, because it's not, it's not work appropriate. Um... I actually watched it. I did watch it. No, I I haven't, but I um I think I have googled it. Mm. And uh, so, with that in mind, yeah. I am going to be pretty shit scared of I, going into a dark room. What are the chances that you are going to scream at any point? So if that? I feel something, yeah, touch me, yeah, there might be a it, scream. Yeah, yeah. It, it will make me jumpy. I, f- I feel like there's a very real possibility of there being a scream. I just have this feeling that we could be like thrown out of some sort of I'm way. sure I'm not the first person though that's no. afraid of the dark. <laughs> that goes to a restaurant that will be in the that dark. That is in the dark. Maybe it's like, oh, what's that kind of, what's it called? Immersion therapy. Or is, is it, it what? Immersion therapy. Is it immersion therapy? Does it? Where they basically, so if you're scared of spiders, they put you in a box with spiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind it, of like on the jungle, whatever it's called, get me out of the jungle. That. Yeah, it's very, very particular type. Facing where, your fears. Yeah, they just throw you right in there and you just get on with it. Yeah, so yeah. it might. I mean, it won't It won't act as therapy for me, I'm going to be perfectly honest. That, But it's also, it's not... Look, if I... If we were going to eat in a haunted dark room... Yes. I would probably say no and shit my pants. But because I know this is a normal restaurant... Well, who says it's normal? Let's pretend it's normal. Let's pretend it's normal. Okay. And you're not allowed to say any ghosty things before we go in. <laughs> because that would terrify me more. No ghosty things. Oh, yeah, I can make that. I can make that one agreement. One condition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the dark... Look, you know, I go to bed every night and turn off my light and it's fine. Like, I can sleep in the dark. Right. I can walk around in my bedroom in the dark. Um... 
it's just I wouldn't choose to go into a darkened space that I've never yes, seen what enough. it looks like because you don't know what's hiding behind. You genuinely don't. The furniture. Of course, this could be a, a very, very. Um, it could be a ploy. I mean, they they could actually be just luring people there to their deaths. I mean, you go in and you are the you are the meat course, you know. So um, that that's um, that that's a possibility. Yeah, quite. Uh, that didn't come up in any of the reviews you read. It didn't. No, because. Dead people don't write reviews. <laughs> as I'm great, as a great. Okay, um, but yeah, so that's that's where um, that's where I, I'm. I'm excited by the lack of um, knowing our menu in yes. advance. I'm really excited to to try this sensory journey of putting something I don't know into my mouth. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I'm excited by it. Okay, well, um, fingers crossed. It won't be an absolutely horrific experience, and. Um, we will report back. I mean, we can try and perhaps get some uh, some sound bites from inside um, the restaurant. Uh, I don't know how successful we'll be, but we'll obviously give that. Um... It might just be loud noise or white noise. <laughs> okay, well, um, we'll report back shortly. So if you do want to keep up to date with all of the content and pictures and links and everything that we talk about for each of our episodes do join us on all of the different social media platforms uh, or the Soch as, as we like to call it. So we have Instagram, follow us at try not the pod. You can request to join our Facebook group also at try not the pod. We would love you to email us your ideas and, and things for us to try. That is try not the pod at gmail.com. And you can become a patron over at Patreon. So if you want to help support us in creating uh, content, you can do so over there. There's loads of tiers and great extras for people that do. Um, So please support us in whichever way you can. And don't forget that if you want to try crazy things on a Tuesday and join the Try Not community, then uh, share it with us. You can either tag us. Um, on any of those socials we've already mentioned or use the hashtag try not tuesday so welcome back leah thanks welcome back mia thanks where have we just come back from we've just come from i can't fucking say it can you say it come on don le noir thank you um we have just got back we, we actually took an oops we really treated ourselves so. yeah i mean yeah for, for the cost of it we really have splashed out this evening how much was the oops Oh no, not the oobs, oh, but like the, the whole evening. experience. Yeah. Oh shit, I've got some um, propaganda in my bag from this evening. Have you? Well, not propaganda, but just, you know, information about the experience, which okay. would be helpful. I'll grab it in a moment. I just okay. want to enjoy my tea and... <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So, how should, before we dive into how we found it, should we yep. perhaps talk about the... The experience, what you experience when you get there. Yeah, we should. Can I just say, though, we did drink quite a lot of wine. I feel like we should... I I was going to try and completely put that under the radar. Were you? Yeah. I I feel like like it's important to say, because I probably don't sound quite as peppy as I feel on the basis that I feel. Pep up. Okay, okay. Okay, (laughs) yeah. So, let's... So, I arrived first, because... Um, my tubes were awful yeah and I got out of Farrington station somehow I'm not entirely sure how nearly died yeah you just rolled your eyes at that you're like over this story <laughs> I'm not even going to tell the story now you've ruined it <laughs> but there was a near death experience for me so I was actually quite traumatised so I arrived at the venue they greeted me they were really lovely were they, nice, they were so nice I was like I'm 
Hi, I'm here. Uh, we've got a table booked up for six, and I'm really sorry about my co-diner is running late. She was like, "Don't worry about it. Just sit down." I was so stressed on that tube. She was amazing, I was and I was like, oh, like, "Oh my god, are you going to have space on a later session?" She was like, "We have space. Sit down. I'll bring you a menu. Have a drink." Oh. And I was like, "Okay." She's like, "We will hold your table." Oh, yeah, she was amazing. I, and they actually said beforehand, like, um, you know, if you're late by. Yeah, by half an hour. That's yeah. why I'm stressing that yeah. they'll that they can't take you in anymore. Yeah. No, she was really lovely. She was really, and actually, you weren't the only one because there was three other guys that turned up, and all of their women folk were late. Was I your woman folk? You were my woman folk for the night. Yeah. Um, I, there were problems on the tube. There was just a, there was a lot of problems at Barrington. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not network rail or whoever the fuck transport port for London. <laughs> so we don't have to get into that or deal with it, which is good for us. <laughs> Um, so then I rocked up. You and did. You were drinking a fabulous looking cocktail, so I asked for the same. They did not bring me the same. So the thing is, I asked for the surprise cocktail, and I think. That yeah, I realised that I then I'll said, have I'll have a surprise cocktail. Yeah. Rather than saying, I'll have the same as her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I realised that mistake anyway. So my surprise cocktail was not as nice. Mine was amazing. I, I drank mine down begrudgingly. But, but I know, necked so. mine. Like, yeah. probably a little bit to do with the near death, but she <laughs> rolled your fucking eyes out, which I think is just really I'm just so glad that you did not die, because mm. otherwise that would have been horrendous, but we're here now. It would have been a different Dining in the Dark experience. I mean, I don't think there would have been a Dining in the Dark experience. Mm. Anyway, moving yeah. on. So cocktails were had, and then they helpfully um, talked us through the menu. They did. They also told us that we could not have anything on us, so there are lockers provided whereby you lock away... Your bags, coats, scarves, phones and watches, very important. Phones and watches. So nothing that is going to shine light in the room that they take you to. Yeah. Um, they explain the menu. We chose our menus. So we yeah. chose two meat, two course menus with a, at the time, glass of wine. Um, um, we went for starter main on the basis that the recommendation was starter main because a dessert is a dessert and our waiter, or not our waiter, Trevor, yeah, Trevor. From Birmingham, who does not sound like he's from Birmingham, um, told us that actually you experience more if you have a starter in main rather than a main dessert. So that's yeah. what we went for. And I think he was right. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, we were um, we were ready. We were then, and what happened? We picked up another couple on the way. Yeah, that seemed really nice, actually. I mean, I didn't really have an opinion either way. Rejected the reply. They said I hello. Mean, yeah. yeah, they said hello. Yeah. yeah. I was excited so, that we would be sitting with them at the table. I kind of was, actually. I thought they might be fun. Yeah. Anyway, we were taken to the this curtain where curtain you... One, curtain cool. one, yeah. Where you are told to, with your right hand, rest on the right shoulder of the person in front of you. So I rested on this stranger in front of me. I rested on you. Rested on me. And uh, you're told that there are no stairs or anything. It's just flat surface as you go into the room. You go through curtain one, holding on, through curtain two. And then one by one, the waiter of the evening, we were told uh, a kind gentleman called Jack from Kent would be. I mean, we weren't told he was coming from Kent. We established that later on. Sorry. But Jack would be our waiter for the evening. So Jack then um, went through one by one seating each person. Uh, the lovely couple that went in with us were seated somewhere far away from us. 
Uh, actually, I couldn't even tell how far they were from us because it is genuinely pitch fucking black in that room. Oh my god, you swore! I did. So refreshing only for you. I wasn't going so to. So refreshing. <laughs> These are me just fucking cursing the whole time. So. so anyway, it was actually just pitch black. I didn't need the fucking, but um, so. Oh my god, it was. I can't. Black. Yeah, I can't describe to you beyond squinting your eyes permanently closed. There is no way of describing how black it is in that room. It, yeah, I mean, we can probably come on to this because, like, I have some serious thoughts on it. But, yeah, it was fucking dark. And I, from the very beginning, I was like, wow, I just, this is just dark. I mean, yeah, I think I, I think at that point, so you're still standing up holding on to a random person in front of you. Actually, in Leah's case, it was me, so not random. But I was like, I actually don't want to let go of this man because I'm a little bit scared yeah. of what might happen to me. Not what might happen to me in terms of the things that might happen to me, but what I might do. Might I trip on something? Might I walk into something? I was genuinely scared of what might happen if I were to let go of the stranger. Anyway, so one you by one. You did vocalise some of that. You did know? I? Yeah, you at did. At the time? Yeah. Yeah. I had that yeah. completely... You did say that. Like, I think I'm like, yeah, you, you made a few a, a few different comments. And I thought he was really good because he was like, it's okay, you're right here, like, put out your hand, you can fill your chair. So he was quite talky. And I was literally just stood there whilst you were having this moment. This small panic. Yeah. But you, it wasn't like panicky, it. panicky. It was just like you were vocalising some of this. Like, some oh, I don't I know where through. I am. Yeah. Am I near a wall? Is there... A, and he was like, everything is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I remember he said, put your left hand out and you will feel the back of your chair yeah. and now feel the table and this, that yeah. and the other. So kind of felt around and, and I sat down and then he took you around to your side. Yeah, he did. Totally fine. I, I felt like, seriously, I... Look, it's a fucking stupid thing to say because we knew it was going to be dark. It's called dining in the fucking dark. But I just don't think I really realised what that meant. Nothing prepares you for that kind of darkness. You don't I don't think I've do ever anything experienced in the that. dark. No. Do you? What do you because do in even the my dark? bedroom, I've got, you Some know, the street lights or whatever yeah. coming in and street lights from, from the, the kitchen, you know, the living room that shine through to the bedroom or like you, you can just see never stuff, right? in that that level of darkness yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, it really doesn't. And if it does exist, so in the times where I have been in dark places, like maybe like camping in parts of Australia, I feel like it was pretty dark. <laughs> Sorry. What? I possibly, yes. Yeah. I no, that's some something I like think of when I was like, wow, it's really dark here. But you were, weren't trying to do anything. You were just trying to sleep. And you knew that you could switch over and turn yeah, off your torchlight or yeah. whatever. You weren't like, oh shit, now I've got to eat food or where's my water glass or oh right, yeah, my napkin. Like they weren't quite helpful. They were. So so they explained to you, look, in front of you you have your fork, your knife, a napkin. We recommend that you tuck your napkin into your shirt, but of course you can, you know, put it on your lap. Uh, but just you save on the cleaning bill if it's tucked tucked into your shirt. Um, you then, um, are told that there's a glass on the table and a water bottle and that it is up to you to pour your own water. (laughs) And, uh, so that was quite interesting. I think you poured your water and then I had a go at mine. So the, the trick is to kind of cup your the top of one of your fingers over the edge of the glass so you can feel where the water, once the water has reached that sort of almost full level. I think we did good. I think actually we did quite well, like self-serving. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I'd assume most people do. It's, yeah. Well, I don't know about the people next to us. They were fucking annoying. And they were, they were very interesting. So at one point, I just... Leah was trying to talk to me. I couldn't even hear Leah's voice over the sound of... So you share tables. If you're only two people, you'll share a table with another two. The strange couple we were sitting next to oh. that were very distracting. Actually, you know, actually, she was fine. I couldn't really hear her, despite sitting next to her, directly next to her. Sorry, I had to stop you at one point so I could listen to her <laughs> finish a sentence. Do you remember this moment? <laughs> So Leon and I were having quite a heart-to-heart. I can't actually remember what it was about, I'm sorry to say. We were having a heart-to-heart. And at one point, Leah goes, Mia, I'm really sorry, I have to stop you right there. Uh, can we just take a moment? So I thought that she was getting a bit emotional. You so grabbed I, my hand. I, I, I so to hold her hand. I was like, thought, what the oh my fuck God, is happening? I can't tell how emotional she is. I don't know if she's crying. I don't know. And then kind of stayed there silent for a couple of minutes. And then she went, okay, yeah, we're good to go. And I was like... But are you okay? She's like, yeah, I was just listening <laughs> to the table next to us. So because, this is it, so I'm talking to you. I don't remember what we're talking about either, but it was like we were having a moment. And I then I heard her say, this experience just really reminds me of my uncle. And he said, what? And she said, I told you about my uncle, my blind uncle. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so good. <laughs> She sounded really pissed off that he'd forgotten. And he was like, oh, sorry, what? And she went, you know, my blind uncle who shot himself in the face with a revolver. I mean, come along. I was like, I can't talk to you about anything right now. I have to listen to this conversation. So that that was that. That that was, for me, that was like a wonderful little moment of just like, what the actual fuck? I was not expecting to hear such gold. Did you hear him going on about his eyes? No. My eyes. <laughs> my eyes. Every time he said it, I was like, oh, please stop saying my eyes. His head was actually inside my, my brain. Yeah, you were having real problems I couldn't, I couldn't, bearing in mind, he was across the table from me and Leo was opposite me. I could not hear Leo over the sound of his voice inside my brain. And I don't know if it's this amplification of sensors that they talk about, but bloody hell, I was really struggling with trying to concentrate on anything that wasn't his annoying voice, talking about his stories and his experience of di- of, of being in the dark mm-hmm. versus me yeah. trying to process my own. I, the first, I'd say the first 10 minutes were really fucking hard for me. I, they were, I had a headache. I felt claustrophobic. I had to lean against the pillar to make sure that there was something else in the room with me. <laughs> I just wanted my fucking eyes back. Like I really felt like, totally and utterly impaired and it got worse for me you by like midway through the main the, course, the main bottle of wine maybe you were like yeah maybe you were just like i'm loving this whole thing i'm totally acclimatized and i was just like i just really want to be able to see like i felt like they had not just taken away my ability to see but they've taken away my ability to do everything else so but this is what i told you about you know beforehand when i said Oh, I always feel like if I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm kind of impaired on all other senses. And you're like, no, the point is, it's meant to heighten the other senses. Actually, the experience for me heightened my other senses. Yeah, so for me, I felt like it was completely opposite. Debilitating. Debilitating. Like, the fact that I couldn't see was so much a problem that I couldn't also do anything else because I was just constantly thinking about my own limitations that's so funny so I will say so actually the we'll get onto the food in a minute because the food was fabulous okay I have never been so glad in my life to 
walk back through the curtains in terms of like big feeling like okay now I'm now I'm me again I found that really weird coming back to life where I could see I found that really weird and we we'd befriended Jack our waiter in the latter part of the meal and I think just seeing him as well like you you know you picture even though we'd met him vaguely in the light of the curtains before we went in so I knew what he looked like yeah coming out he wasn't he wasn't what I thought he looked like or this this person that I'd because we've been together in him. my mind, yeah, because yeah, we've been chatting to him quite a lot. But the food was incredible. It was incredible. the experience of eating the food. I, I'm so glad that it was in the pitch black and that nobody could see me because I was eating with my hands yeah, and sh- and shoveling the food into my mouth, and I had saucers dripping down my chin. I had food all over my hands that I was then like finger licking. It was just, I think, would have been a horrible sight to see, but was... Yeah, but I did say to you whilst we were mid-experience, like, why the fuck did we not just eat all food like this? I, I couldn't eat... The way I ate tonight, no, I, I could either. not eat like that in public. But wasn't it amazing? It like, was incredible. I loved like, it. And just fucking chewing them. I... Yeah, it was amazing. It was just, yeah, shoving so that good. meat in your mouth as if it was completely natural and yeah. you're not, you know, cutting with your cutlery a, a, a delicate little mouthful. I to didn't put touch in your my mouth. knife at all. No, I, the knife I couldn't deal with. Didn't even, I didn't even, I, I literally even, didn't touch the knife. I used the fork at the end of the meal where I wanted to scrape up every last little bit of sauce. Really? And so I'd use my finger as a knife and put it onto the fork to then put it in my wow. mouth. No, I just, I pretty much, I used the fork a couple of times. I think that was just to feel fancy. But most of the time, I just, just used my hands. It's great. It. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So if we talk about, we did starter remain, starter, yeah. then. So what I did we thought, think it was? That's the first thing. I thought that we had a couple of slices of duck. You started with chicken and then you switched to duck. Yeah. I went chicken on the first mouthful. It tasted a bit gamey. I went with duck. I then said that the duck was sitting on kind of a creamy thing with a berry that blew my mind and then I tried a peach we a warm thought, peach. we both agreed that it was like eating ambrosia cream rice yeah didn't we like rice a pudding a really take, like yeah. custardy creamy yeah. rice pudding and it was fucking good and then yeah the duck that we both agreed was duck in the end was okay to me actually it wasn't mind blowing look the, the duck I liked the flavour of it but for duck I thought the texture of it was overcooked right but I was like I, I the flavour <laughs> is so funny I would not know if duck was overcooked yeah, it was quite firm. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, if you had given me a plate of the cream rice, I would have been, like, all over that. I mean, I could have done without the dog, if I'm honest. But no, yeah, it was good. It, But it was good. Yeah. It, as, it was fantastic. As a starter, it was, really good. it was amazing. It was wonderful. By that point, we'd ordered a glass of wine. So I had a glass of white. You had a glass of red. We soon realised that was not going to be sufficient. So we finished up the starter, which was wonderful. So we'd had a cocktail before we went in. We then had the starter and a glass of wine. And then opted for a bottle of wine. And the mains. And the mains. Yeah. So, again, Jack made us a fabulous recommendation on the wine. So, Leah's a fan of white. I'm a fan of red. He recommended their Pinot Noir that was a delicate red so that if you were a white drinker, you could drink it. And if you were a red drinker, it's still red. Sounded like bullshit, but actually it was a very light red, wasn't it? It was lovely. Yeah, yeah it, was it was great. Really good. Really good. But anyway, so the second bottle of wine, the second bottle, the, the, the first, first bottle, bottle of wine, wine turns up and um, shortly followed by the mains. Now the main, it was interesting because I think we tackled it in the same way and that we kind of felt what what shapes were on our plate. 
and then said, oh, I think at the back there's some kind of meat with a crust on it. Then to the right, there's some kind of like a stack of something. Then there was some cabbage. And then to the left, there was... More meat. More no? meat in it. Circular meat, circular we called meat, it. Yeah. We did call it circular meat. We yeah. did call it circular meat. Um, so we tried each of those things. I think I went for the, the back bit of meat first. Thought it was lamb. Yeah. Um, to be fair, you called lamb from the beginning, and I was like, it's definitely beef. I was really sure it was beef. The, the thin strips, I was the really The thin strips, yeah. We then went to the, the stack. I thought it was potato dauphin was to start with. That was delicious. It was absolutely stunning. Then discovered the cabbage. Yeah. That had what you called out was couscous. Yeah. And I thought was rice. Yeah. And then after trying a few more bits of it, I called out Israeli couscous, which is different from normal couscous. It's I it's called bigger. You, pretentious. you did call me pretentious, but yeah. you know, I'm okay. I'll live with that. Yeah. Um, we then went for the circular stack of meat, yeah. which was definitely lamby. It was kind of like imagine the pulled pork texture of lamb. Yeah, now I found that a bit much. You were loving it. I loved it. It Not felt only did like. You eat yours, you I, I did, yeah. Leah was leaving it behind, so I just reached over to her plate and grabbed it with all four fingers. Um, loved the the round the round stack of meat. And then there was a bigger bit of meat, wasn't there? Yeah. Which... So that was that was lamb. So so you actually convinced me that it was maybe beef in the end. Yeah, I was like, it's beef, definitely beef. And then there was like a jus. Yep. So you you know you you sort of eat all of the jus and everything all up just with your fingers. Yeah. And by that point, we also drank a bottle of wine. Yeah. So we had some great banter. I mean, I have to say that part of the experience was definitely thanks to Jack. To Jack, yeah. Um, he was proper fun. And once he got rid of the Colombian to our right, well, not, he didn't get rid of them. They they left. they they obviously left. They had their two courses and moved on. Um, we yeah, we stayed for quite a while, finishing our bottle of wine and chatting to Jack. Yeah, I think we had a good half an hour of just just chat. Just, just chat. Yeah. And that was amazing. So just like, are we are, you know, asking him how long he'd been there and how he found it. Um, and he also gave us some really good sort of try not suggestions. Yeah. Um, Which we may, we will probably try. Yeah, I think so. I mean, try not, no? Yeah, try not indeed. Yeah. Um, and so, then, and then that was it. We kind of finished, finished up at the table and he, uh, he human centipede us back out of the yeah. room. So we used the bathrooms, which were in the light, because we did have some concern about that. Do you remember? Oh, we did actually before we went in, yeah. Totally, totally in the light. You do not need to worry. Um, And then we went upstairs to the bar. And that was really cute, because actually we met Trevor again, who has been the guy who sort of introduced us to the menu. our order in the first place, Yeah. yeah. And they offered us the opportunity to meet with a deaf waiter who was doing some um, British sign language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and have another drink but we actually felt a little bit i, I probably drunk enough yeah actually. me too so we looked at the menu we had a look at what we ate and actually we didn't do too badly you did really well i'm really impressed so my biggest impressedness was when we had the dolphin more potatoes which is clearly dolphin more potatoes i mean it was like there's a root vegetable in here and i was like there isn't she was like yeah there is she was like, definitely there is i was like there isn't you you went for celeriac we talked about Swede. I was not convinced at all. And it turned out it was beetroot. Beetroot and potato dough from Yeah. yeah. So that's your root vegetable. So fuck yeah. you. Fucking Israeli Christmas. <laughs> I, mean, I boomed that Christ. one. I 
Honestly, when I read that, I was just like, oh, fuck off. Seriously, like, that is absolutely... She was like, when she was eating it, she was like, actually, I think it's Israeli couscous. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, wept. The fuck is Israeli couscous? And it was fucking Israeli couscous. So, yeah, high five. Uh, We also got the lamb. Lamb, yeah. So it was both the bits of meat were lamb. Again, though, that's you, because I would have said, if you'd have made me, you know... It was, yeah, it was quite a fatty texture. It didn't really taste lammy. It did taste of, like, some kind of sirloin steak. You were calling it a fatty beef. That's what you were calling it. Fatty beef. beef. Um, And then, what else? And, oh, but the starter... The starter we didn't didn't get. The starter was... Well, that completely blew us. Yeah. The starter was pigeon, which I've never actually eaten before, and was lovely. Yeah. Like a gamey duck. Yeah. A bit tougher, though. A bit tougher, yeah. A bit overcooked duck. Overcooked duck, exactly. And then the amazing ambrosia cream rice was... Textures of sweet corn. Yeah. So basically like cream corn. Yeah. But it was so good. There was a blackberry. There was a blackberry. And you called blackberry, actually. I just knew. But more because of the, like, way it feels to eat a blackberry. Than the taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... And then the thing that I thought was a warm peach was a poached quince. Yeah. I knew it wasn't peach. Yeah, you did. there's no fucking way I knew it was quince. So the starter starter was difficult, but but yeah, the main was a little bit... A little bit easier, but the, just the flavours and everything was so well cooked and kind of weird, I guess, eating that all with your hands. I definitely recommend that obviously before you go in, you go to the bathroom and wash your hands, irrespective of if you're going to the toilet or not, because uh, I guarantee everyone in there is eating there with their hands. Yeah, for sure. Do you like so? You talked before we went in. You were. I was really worried that I wasn't seeing what I was eating, and actually that was the thing that freaked me out, like putting food in my mouth. I didn't actually give a shit about that when I was in there. No, it didn't. It didn't actually. I mean, I wasn't afraid of that anyway. What I was afraid of was was my good old friend, the ankle grabber. And I even, at, in there, I thought, like, if something was to grab my ankles, would that scare me? No. The part where I was a little bit freaked out was when we were doing human centipede on the way out. Mm. I didn't have an official centipede behind me right and i thought if something touches me now i will freak the fuck out whereas on the way in i was touching a random in front of me and you were behind me so again i was like like, i kind of feel yeah i kind of feel protected but the one the one scared bit i had was just on the way out out, that i was like if something touches me it's a ghost (laughs) i just don't think i had i the only thing that freaked me out was not being able to see and I really didn't expect to feel like that freaked out by it. Like I, like I think I said to you at one point, I just feel like they've taken away my like ability to function. Yeah. I just felt like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't concentrate properly. My head hurt. I just felt really like it was very intense. The first ten minutes were extremely. I felt dizzy. I felt yeah claustrophobic. It was it's extremely hard adjusting to that when you know that. So in all circumstances, when you turn off the light in any scenario in your life your eyes will adjust yeah. and you will be able to see things. Yeah. In this scenario, the, there is no light touching, bouncing off anything. So your eyes don't adjust to yeah. anything. And it's extremely tiring. So actually you'd said to me, just close your eyes and it feels better. Yeah, it did. So like, it was a lot eyes. easier to deal with that actually yeah. with my eyes closed than yeah. even having them open and having them. I think that's maybe where the headache comes from. Maybe yeah. your eyes are constantly searching for something to adjust to. And, and you can't. asked me, you said, you asked the question, oh are your shoulders tense and when you said that I was aware that I had really hunched my shoulders yeah, I and I was really like oh hurt. drop my shoulders 
But yeah, I was really hunched because, again, you just feel like you're not really sure of your surroundings. Really, really weird. I I don't think I've ever felt quite so grateful that I have the ability to see everything around me. Like, that's the most incredible thing. It makes you realise, like, fuck me, we take this shit for granted. Fuck the eating, the whole experience, how noisy it was in there. And we but, said... But again, so, so this is something I kept saying, and it, and it depends on your scenario, that look, if you're born with that, you know nothing else, and therefore it's not debilitating. Yeah. It is debilitating if from one day to the next boom you've lost your sight yeah that must be horrendous well uh, yeah i can only talk about it from my perspective right yeah yeah, if tomorrow i could not see oh my fucking god i don't know how i would cope yeah no i agree because i I, that's very every everything i had to do in that let's say we were in there for two hours felt like a struggle everything felt like a struggle constantly so, you know, and, and it was an enjoyable evening because we were sat at a table. Having, I mean, we didn't have to move. No, they And they're actually very clear. You. Like, do not, if you need anything, just yell for Jack. He'll be there. He'll sort you out. So you weren't even allowed to get up and go to the loo, for example. And, you know, independently, which is good because you would have just fucking smashed into somebody else's dinner. I mean, it's mental. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, really, I just, I think it's amazing just every now and again to remind yourself how fucking lucky you are. And something we take for granted, like, every second of the day. I never, ever think, oh, my God, isn't it amazing? My eyes are incredible. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, you yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. that. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck me. Look what I'm looking at right now, how wonderful it is I can do all this shit with my eyes. No. Yeah. And it does make you suddenly very aware of that when you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did feel so bloody loud. Like, we were saying every fucking conversation. It felt like everyone was talking to you. You said that. I was like... yeah. Everything you could hear was like it was being addressed to your ears. It was like, just shut the fuck up. And it, yeah, yeah, it was weird because it, that was it. At one point, I was just like, do you just feel like every conversation is going over our heads? Yeah. Not over our heads as in like, oh, you didn't get it, it's gone over my head. But like every conversation in the entire room was happening as if we were standing in people's way yeah. of having yeah. conversations. Yeah. We were a blocker to them. Yeah, yeah. and like, that was yeah. really it did. It did feel like their words were actual, like, weapons or something. I felt really, yeah, it was too much. But anyway, so, all in all, strongly recommend the experience. Oh, God. And every single person we encountered, um, I've got to be honest, was amazing, right? The woman yeah. who greeted me was so kind about the fact that we were obviously going to be late for our table. Um, the lady who took payment at the end of the night. Oh, she was lovely. She was, she was great. Yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. banter. The waiters, the the people that um that so that Jack who seated us, but also Trevor who explained everything to yeah. us. And every single person was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's definitely beyond an experience. It's it's something I'd strongly recommend. The food was wonderful. The people were wonderful. Yeah, I. I'd go back. I actually, I would go back. Yeah, I would. But I think I would absolutely definitely go back. You know, I need some, I need some time, I think. Like, I'm not going back tomorrow. I felt the whole thing was like quite, quite full on. I'm really, really, really glad we did it. It was amazing. And actually, it came out for us about 70... 75 quid ahead. Well worth it, I think, for, for a really lovely night out. Yeah. I would think, I, I was saying to you, like, I think it would be a fucking brilliant date because you do feel, I felt like I had no inhibitions. Like, it did just feel very freeing to be able to just. Well, so that was the interesting thing because, so Leah's obviously in a, a very committed relationship and I'm very single. So 
I was saying that I think I would not enjoy that for a first or second date. And I'd only feel that I'd only find it liberating once I was comfortable with a person that maybe I don't know that well, but you know, maybe third, fourth, fifth date where you can let go of your inhibitions a little bit, but you already know that person a little bit. I think because I've struggled so much for that first 10 minutes to do that with a complete and utter random stranger, that would be even worse. But I think it's almost that idea. And maybe it's because I've mentioned to you that that movie that I loved about time, it, they actually go for a din- they go for dinner in that restaurant. Um, that's how they meet. And it's such a wonderful, wonderfully beautiful, like, love story. And they fall in love over this, over this dinner. They, they meet outside the restaurant. So after dinner, they, mm. they look at each other and they sort of, like, have this moment. But they have chatted for the entire course of the dinner, not knowing who the other person was, not having any idea of what they look like. Or I find that really refreshing. Like, I know it's not how the world works. I find the idea of, of just being yourself somebody, and not actually basing it on any of your preconceptions of yeah who they are by what they look or dress or yeah just literally having conversation with somebody and thinking wow you are interesting and you make me laugh and you I'm so glad you found that about me yeah <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that wonderful <laughs> yeah it's a really nice thing I think that's really lovely and what that's a really great experience and like people should didn't they have a didn't they have this dating in the dark? Wasn't it a fucking horrible, awful? No. I'm sure Ellie watched it. I'm positive. <laughs> or maybe it was like one of those things that somebody told me about. But I'm pretty sure that they did this, had this show where we have to Google it. But I'm pretty sure that they had this show where people, um, yeah, they make people date in the dark and so pair up. And apparently, if you uh, don't know much about a person, you ask them however many questions, and the more you learn about them, the more you like them. Or unless they're horrendous and you just don't. So I can understand that actually by not being able to see them and therefore having to have conversations and ask questions and give responses and everything, that you would create a a stronger connection than if you don't have Maybe it's not real, though, because we talked about this a little bit the other night, like randomly off pod, didn't we, about online dating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, whole other thing. So out of ten, then, let's, let's do this. Let's be... Out of 10, what, what are you giving it? So if you take the price completely out of it, because no one wants to drop 75 quid of an evening. Yeah. On, to be fair, two courses. And a, on two courses and a bottle of wine. You mm. don't, that that's, you know, not the cheapest sort of just dinner date night out. So taking a price completely out of, out of it, I'd give it an 11 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Including that price point, eight, eight out of 10. Yeah. So I'm inclined to probably give it a nine, including the price, because I feel like they, they actually said that 15 quid of it is for the experience, and I, I, I'm more than happy to pay 15 quid for that experience. Yeah, I know. That means true. that I'm literally on a £60. So £60 for two courses and half a bottle of wine plus a wine. Plus, plus a quarter. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was... Yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, I feel okay. Like, genuinely, I feel okay with it. And I... It, it was not a pleasant experience in terms of not being able to see for me, truthfully. But the overall experience of, of the whole evening was an amazing one. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Dining in the dark. <laughs>